As law enforcement, we're bound by an oath to serve all members of our community with equal compassion, professionalism, dignity, and respect. Welcome to this special edition of the FBI National Academy Associates Leadership APB podcast series. My name is Laura Masterton, and I'm the Director of Special Projects and Training Coordinator for the Association. During this episode, we will be rebroadcasting FBI Director Christopher Ray's keynote presentation from the FBI NAA 2020 Connecting Leaders, a virtual leadership, education, and networking event. It was an honor having the director sharing the views of the FBI and speaking to our registered attendees, and we wanted to be sure that this keynote presentation was also available to our podcast subscribers. Please enjoy this special episode. We hope you find it informative and insightful. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris Ray, director of the FBI, and I'm honored to be part of your conference this year. I'm sorry we couldn't all be together in person, but I'm grateful for this chance to share some thoughts with you virtually. The National Academy Associates is a truly special organization. As NA graduates, you'll always be part of our FBI family. And by staying involved as NA Associates, your partnership is helping us do more to carry out our mission than we ever could on our own. I'd like to talk a bit about some of the challenges we've faced as a law enforcement community this year and how the FBI is positioning itself for the future. And then I'd like to answer some of your questions, which I'm glad you sent in advance. Hearing directly from you, even if remotely, gives me a better idea of what's on your minds and how we can work together even better. I know this hasn't been an easy year for anyone and especially not an easy time to be in law enforcement. On the one hand, tons of people are angry, and rightfully so, about George Floyd's death, about Breonna Taylor's death, and about so many similar incidents over the years. We're talking about incidents where citizens were unjustifiably killed or had their rights violated by some of the very people entrusted with their protection. But on the other hand, Many of those who are angry seem to want to paint all of law enforcement with the same broad brush of bigotry and discrimination, the same broad brush of abuse of power, and we all know that's not right or fair either. Now, I'm sure we would all agree that we do need to take a hard look at policing in this country and how we can make it better, and some of that is underway. And I expect this will continue to be a focus of our national conversation over the coming months, one that many of you may have a voice in. So I want you to know that the FBI stands with you, ready to help you and your departments with whatever support you need. Because we've seen a whole lot of challenges in 2020. Civil unrest, a global pandemic, all kinds of fraud related to the pandemic, just to name a few. And I know the challenges will continue for quite some time. That's the reason, especially in the COVID environment, I've spent extra time reaching out and listening to a lot of sheriffs and chiefs around the country. In addition to a number of new challenges, we also face a diverse terrorism threat, and we're increasingly focused on domestic terrorism, including racially 
or ethnically motivated violent extremists. We also face the growing and blended threats of cyber intrusions and state-sponsored economic espionage, particularly from China. We're worried about the threat of malign foreign influence, including the security of our elections. And as you know, there's been an ominous surge in violence in a number of cities. To assist with combating violent crime across the country, the FBI began a coordinated enforcement initiative, bringing together federal, state, and local partners called Operation Legend, launched in July. The operation was first deployed to Kansas City, but has since been expanded to Chicago, Albuquerque, Cleveland, Detroit, Milwaukee, Memphis, and St. Louis. But all those challenges don't change our fundamental role as law enforcement in a just society. Our country asks all of us to strike a difficult balance, to preserve the constitutional rights of all citizens while protecting the safety of our communities. As I've said before, one need not and must not come at the expense of the other. Our citizens entrust us with this sacred duty, and we've got to serve as careful but determined stewards of that trust. And we've got to make it clear to the citizens we serve that we in law enforcement really are listening, because you and I know we simply cannot do our jobs without the trust of the American people. Now, as I've also said before, and I don't think this gets said nearly enough in this country, it takes an incredibly special person to willingly put his or her life on the line for a complete stranger. And to get up and do that for a living, day after day, is extraordinary and something we should never take for granted. In these turbulent times, we cannot and will not forget the bravery of our law enforcement partners who have risked life and safety to protect the public and keep the peace. But the sheer difficulty of that job doesn't diminish the role we play in society, which is to protect and serve all citizens, no matter their race, creed, gender, orientation, or station in life. As law enforcement, we're bound by an oath to serve all members of our community with equal compassion, professionalism, dignity, and respect. That's what I think the American people, all the American people, both expect and deserve from us. That's also why the strong partnership between the FBI and the National Academy is more important now than ever, because we both have a role to play in helping law enforcement emerge from this difficult chapter better and stronger. One way the FBI is doing that is by planning for the future, for the long haul. Just a few days ago, we rolled out a new enterprise strategy at the Bureau, and I want to take a few minutes to update you on what's changing and what isn't. Our mission, to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution of the United States, hasn't changed. Nor has our vision to stay ahead of the threat. And our core values are also here to stay respect, compassion, fairness, integrity, accountability, leadership, and diversity, and most importantly, rigorous obedience to the Constitution. We also have a number of mission priorities that are familiar to you 
preventing terrorist attacks, both international and domestic, remains our top priority. The criminal investigations that are solely the FBI's responsibility, like combating public corruption and protecting civil rights, still lead our criminal priorities. And fighting side by side with our partners to combat violent crime. And while we updated the list to reflect our responsibility as the lead cyber agency in the United States for both criminal and national security cases, our priorities have stayed largely consistent. The important takeaway from our strategy is that the FBI will remain agile no matter the threat and always maintain the ability to surge resources to help our partners in times of need. Finally, at the heart of our strategy are four principles that we believe will lead the FBI into the future. People, partnerships, process, and innovation. So first, people. Our people are our most important asset. We'll be placing an even higher premium on developing resiliency and workforce agility, cultivating leaders, and encouraging mentorship so our folks can meet both the challenges we face today and those we'll face tomorrow. We're also working hard to build a more diverse and inclusive FBI that represents all the communities we serve. Second, partnerships. Meaningful partnerships like those forged at the National Academy are critical to everything we do. We want everyone we work with law enforcement, community, and private sector partners alike to be able to say there's no better partner than the FBI. Third, process. Now I've been saying time and again that we need to make sure that we're doing the right thing in the right way every time. Our reputation at the FBI after 112 years is based on how we work how we accomplish our many successes, and how we lead in the multiple communities in which we live and work, all shaped by our process. Through rigor, professionalism, personal accountability, and attention to detail, we'll work to strengthen the confidence and trust of the American people. And finally, innovation. Throughout our history, we've been innovators, solving challenges for ourselves and for the communities we serve. We've got to keep finding new ways to be more efficient, more agile, and more resilient. Thinking outside of the box. Inside the rules, of course, but outside the box. So with these principles guiding us, we'll continue to move forward. We'll keep working hard for the American people and we'll keep strengthening the partnerships that are so essential to that work. The National Academy is a key element in strengthening those partnerships. That's what the National Academy does best. At Quantico, you became part of the FBI family and part of a worldwide network, a worldwide tradition in law enforcement excellence. And I hope you'll keep fortifying those relationships with each other and with your local FBI field office and LEGAT partners, because we still have an awful lot of work to do, and we can't do it without you. So that's a quick look 
at some of our obstacles over the last year and what we're focusing on moving forward. In closing, I want to thank you again for being part of the National Academy Associates, for your continued support of the FBI, and for all you do for law enforcement. We face an awful lot of challenges, and this work is not for the faint of heart. But we've got to remember that we're bound by a common mission to keep people safe and make their lives better. Protecting our fellow citizens is hard work, but in my book, well worth it. So on behalf of the men and women of the FBI, thank you for your continued dedication and for your outstanding leadership. Now, as promised, I want to answer a few of your questions before I go. You asked how COVID-19 has affected the Bureau. What precautions have we put in place to protect our employees? Like your agencies, we never closed our doors, even if at times in certain offices we've had to go to somewhere between 40% and 60% occupied, we've made a point of emphasizing the need to always remain 100% response capable. To protect the health and safety of our FBI family, we shifted to an unprecedented maximum telework posture and managed our mission-critical operations with a substantial number of employees working remotely. For our new COVID reality, we capitalized on our agility and modified our investigative and intelligence protocols and developed new administrative procedures. We also intensified cleaning protocols and physical distancing to maintain a safe environment for those who continued to work in the office. We stood up a reintegration working group so we can continue to adapt to the current environment and provide guidance and protocols to our employees and TFOs during this transition. For an organization of our size and scope, there is no one-size-fits-all solution. With health and safety at the forefront of consideration, we've developed parameters and a flexible range of recommendations that can be adapted according to the conditions out on the ground. And because we know each AOR is different, our leaders in the field and LEGAD offices are using their own discretion in precisely how their offices move forward as conditions warrant locally and based on their ongoing operations. We also expect all FBI personnel to take certain actions for their own health and safety and for those of their colleagues. Things like taking their temperature before reporting to work, staying home if they're ill, and wearing cloth face coverings in common areas, in meetings, and whenever they're in contact with other employees. And like most everyone else, we're going to continue to adapt and monitor the overall COVID-19 conditions in the country and the world before we can expect to return to something like business as usual. You also asked that since the last two sessions of National Academy have had to be postponed, do we foresee any future changes in the format of the 10-week program? Well, I'm glad to say that we don't foresee any big changes to the NA program. The current program has a proven track record and we plan on keeping that going. But, as I just mentioned a moment ago, we are monitoring the pandemic and prioritizing keeping all our folks safe 
especially at Quantico. That doesn't mean our recruiting has stopped, so please keep sharing with your peers about all that National Academy has to offer. We really look forward to the pandemic being behind us and resuming the National Academy as safely as possible in the near future. Lastly, you shared that one of the key advocacy issues of the FBI National Academy Associates is officer safety and resiliency. You asked, how's the Bureau addressing this issue? Do we have any update on plans to build a health, wellness, and resiliency center? Well, officer safety and resiliency are issues close to my heart. All too often, I find myself reaching out to a chief or sheriff after a line of duty death. I also know that the rate of suicides in law enforcement is much too high. Now, in my mind, one death, no matter the cause, is already too many. So anything we can do to improve the mental health and physical safety of officers is a priority. Officer safety and resiliency are a top priority of the entire law enforcement community, and the FBI is certainly no exception. So I'd like to share a few things we're doing on this front. The National Academy recently launched a series of wellness webinars available to partner agencies at no cost. The sessions kicked off in May with crisis awareness, which looks at the physical, emotional, and behavioral signs of crisis, coping mechanisms, and resources available to alleviate the effects of crisis situations. Other sessions include things like leading at-risk employees, happiness, life satisfaction, and what it means to flourish, stress management, and suicide prevention. We're also strongly advocating for funding for a health, wellness, and resiliency program, which will include a formal wellness training curriculum and tailored programs for our new employees and operational teams. FBI employees, to include our TFOs, will have access to virtual on-demand classes, learning materials, and training presentations. They'll also have continuous access to online resources that employees and their families can use at home. Plus, our employee assistance program has folks specialized in trauma recovery and occupational stress management. And moving forward, we plan to deploy more clinicians and psychologists, health and fitness instructors, and wellness and resiliency instructors. We plan to use these new positions to aggressively promote a culture of proactive mental wellness, while also providing services to unique populations, like employees impacted by operational exposure. Finally, we're still working towards building a very large health, wellness, and resiliency center at the FBI Academy to serve as the cornerstone of our wellness and resiliency program. It'll focus on keeping the FBI workforce to include our NA students both physically healthy and mentally well. The facility will host state-of-the-art fitness equipment of all types, have progressive fitness and training methods, and I'll take a holistic approach to personal health as part of the FBI's Emerging Enterprise Wellness Program. Things like rooms for counseling sessions. I hope my answers were helpful. 
and gave you some insight into what the FBI is doing about the critical issues you're concerned about. Thank you again for all that you do, and I look forward to the next time we talk, hopefully in person and shaking hands. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Leadership APB. Please be sure to join us on the first Wednesday of every month for the latest episode of our podcast series. Please stay safe and be well.